San Francisco 49ers active round three, traded up to pick number 87, and now have three selections to make in round three. Live reaction coming up right now on Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you live at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Well, then this is the game for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On and Ultimate Football GM. 49ers on the clock, Croc. Huh? 49ers are now currently on the clock in the 2023 NFL Draft in round three. Okay, let me click away this chat. Sorry, guys. I don't want to see the chat right now. I kind of want to catch it live. Are, are you going to ruin it for me? No, I, I don't know who they're picking yet. The 49ers, I'm sure the chat will know before we do. Uh, the 49ers, I know, well, I up the to, I 49ers have traded up to pick 87. Huh, so what did they give up? Let's All see. right, here we go. What, what are we guessing? I'm going to go out and guess Clark Phillips. My two favorite guys right now are Blake Freeland and, um, and Isaiah McGuire, the edge rusher, Jay, uh, Jair Brown, the safety from Penn State, is another favorite. I don't know if he'd be the pick to move up here to get. The 49ers have sent pick 102, their last pick in round three, number 164, their second fifth rounder, and number 222, a seventh rounder for number 87. So a five, okay. a three, a five, and a seven to go up to 87. So one, okay, so they still have 99. They still have, yes, they still have 99 and 101. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. I guess I like well, that. we knew that they wouldn't use all 11 picks. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And they still have their first fifth rounder at 155 as well. Yeah. And would not at all be surprised if they moved up, uh, you know, into the fourth round. Because, again, they're not going to use all those picks. They don't need to. No. And it was nice that they were able to leverage. So we were doing mock drafts. They got four seventh round picks. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous, right? So being able to leverage that and get up and still have pick 99 and 101. So um, the very first mock draft, I did a seven rounder for the 49ers. Here we go. And it is Croc Jair Brown, the safety out of Penn State. All love right. the tape. I love the tape for Jair Brown, the Penn State safety. He's the free safety version of Talanoa Hufanga. That's the way I explained it to Croc. And um, that sounds like a hell of a player, right? And it, and he is. He ran really poorly at the combine, 4.6540. Went back to his pro day and ran 4.58, which is a little bit better. But when you watch him on tape, Croc, he plays a lot faster than 4.6 to me. He played a lot faster than we both. Remember when Talano Hufanga was drafted? We both independent, independently watched the tape. And he was not, he didn't play, he played fast, but he, it was like, okay, this guy, we, maybe he needs to be a linebacker, right? Right. But he lost a bunch of weight after his time at USC and still ran four six. So he might've been running four sevens on the field at, at USC, right? 
Um, but Jair Brown looks like an interchangeable safety that could play box safety, but I think he'd play free safety as well, judging by his tape. And uh, the 49ers usually go really traits-based with their defensive backs, especially at this point in the third round, but they moved up for Jair Brown. They had him in for a 30 visit. They must have loved the tape as much as I did, and they're not worried about the, the 40 time because I got to believe they believe he can be a free safety in the NFL and a starting free safety. Now I really hate that I didn't get to him because you kept telling me, watch Jair Brown, watch Jair Brown out of Penn State. And we did kind of do uh, a segment on him and you talked about all the traits. And again, you did talk about the Talano Hufunga uh, aspect to it, but you said a, a little bit more of an, a more athletic version. You see the playmaking ability, 10 interceptions in the last two seasons, most in college football. Uh, that's exciting. 49ers, you talked about certain traits that they're looking for. How about just somebody that's going to take the ball away? And between Talano Hufunga, who did a terrific job of that last year, and then Gibson, who did a terrific job, and then now you see Jair Brown. And I talked about 49ers potentially having to draft a safety because you kind of need, like, that guy. And it might not even be a play. I think I had mentioned Jamie uh, Robinson, but it might not even be a play necessarily 100% for this year. But, hey, maybe a guy that we can kind of, you know, get in there here and there. And then next year is our art. We lost Gibson to retirement. Now you got to go be a guy. Uh, the chat very much approves of this pick, Croc. I very much approve with this pick, and I can't wait to. Do you know what we should do right now, Croc? Is I think you should put on the tape and give me your first initial thoughts of Jair Brown. Watch a little bit of it. Okay, I'll watch them right now. Yeah, let me tell me what you think. Uh, this is a great point from Nate, and I talked about this on our last podcast, Croc, when we were doing our, our final mock drafts, is I wonder what the GPS miles per hour is on Jair Brown because he plays faster than what his six – Four six five was at the combine, and probably even faster than his his four five eight. Uh, he's all over the place on that Penn State film. He's got range. Uh, he's really good coming up on the and, and and really good playing the football. Like those instincts. Ten, you can't fake ten interceptions over the last two years. Yeah, and here's a cool thing too. I, I put on this film, and the game that I'm watching right now, I got the all twenty two version on y'all, and it's uh, Ohio State. So it's always Woo! fun to be able to watch a guy. Uh, against a, a prolific offense and kind of see what maybe this team was able to take advantage of. First play lines up as a too high safety. Uh, they threw a screen away from him, but, you know, just good. I, I get a really good feel of what he is out there. So I, I'll be tuned in watching this as this draft is going on right now. And the 49ers are still going to be up here in about 10 picks. And, um, They'll have pick 99 and 101 still to come with the Raiders right in between them at pick 100. So still some fireworks to go here for the 49ers in round three. I love the Jair. The 40, here's the thing about the, the Jair Brown pick rock is the 49ers had not put resources into safety at all. So you mean like no visits, no 30 visits or anything? No, well, I mean, they, they actually, they had Jair Brown. That's what really stood out to me with Jair Brown and maybe really pay attention to him late in the process. He was the only safety. I think that they brought in for a 30 visit. And, and so that made him stand out to me. But, I mean, just in the past, Hufango was a fifth-rounder. Last year, we thought, you know, Nick Cross was on the board for him. They drafted a running back. Uh, they haven't been drafting safeties high, this regime, even when we expected them to. And really, the only, the only high-level resources the 49ers have spent on safety in the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch era was extending Jimmy Ward. That's it. They drafted Tarverius Moore and tried to make him a safety or try to make a corner, even though he played safety in college. So this is the second 
This is the second most resources the 49ers have spent on a safety in the Shanahan Lynch era, trading wow. up in the third round to draft Jair Brown at number 87. The No doubt the free safety of the future in their minds. And I'm watching them right now. They're doing a lot of different things with them. So uh, I remember, I think I watched JT O'Sullivan's breakdown on CJ Stroud against Penn State. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention to Penn State's uh, secondary, but they're doing a lot. He wasn't too thrilled with what Penn State was doing defensively, but I'm watching them with Brown and they do move him around. Like I've seen him at single high, I've seen him as an overhang defender. I've seen him drop down and be a robber. Uh, he's been a too high safety. He's been in the box. So they, it feels like they view him as more of a versatile chess piece. I think he tri triggers quick so far to the run. Now, I haven't seen him, like, you know, make a stop or anything like that in the backfield, but just kind of identifying it with his eyes and being able to kind of trigger downhill. Uh, I've seen some of that, and right now I'm watching him lined up. And he's a legit single high safety. So, uh He's, he's doing a little bit of everything right now for them. And interchangeable is key because the 49ers, and, and we'll see if that continues under Steve Wilkes, they like to interchange their safeties. They like to drop down a safety. They like to uh, you know do some late movement with their safeties where they're not showing you what they're doing, and then they rotate to somebody playing single high at times. That was one thing I feel like it kind of gets overlooked with the 49ers defense. A lot of people just believe that Oh, you got Hufunga, he's just a strong safety. But if you ask a lot of the NFL players, it's like, dude, I'm a safety. <laughs> it's like, y'all talk about these strong safeties and yeah. free safeties. And you ask those guys, I'm a safety. And if you kind of look at, you watch the games, you will see Talano Hufunga as a single high safety. Yeah, like, even though you wouldn't think that that's his best uh, usage, he, right. he does it. He does it a lot. He does it every game. Yeah. Uh, Dante says, what did we offer to move up? So once again, let's go over what the trade was. The 49ers traded their last pick in round three, pick 102. So they still have number 99 and 101. They traded 102, number 164, which was their second fifth round pick, and number 222, which is one of their seventh round picks, to move up uh, about a, a dozen spots to get to pick 87 to draft Jair Brown. I love it. Uh, they, oh. they don't need to spend all those picks. Uh, I think it was the perfect area for the 49ers to trade up to. When I did my first 49ers mock draft, I had to move up one pick later. I had to move up, move up to pick 88. I, I think it's perfect. It was the perfect for what it would cost to get the 49ers there. They don't need to spend all 11 draft picks. Heck, they could still move up again from the fifth round and maybe get towards the fourth round area if they if they find another player they like that's following, just to close that gap a little bit. They can move down, too, from 101. Are you taking a peep at the at the tape right now, Croc? Oh, Croc's gone. Croc left. Croc was so excited about Jair Brown that he had to leave the live stream. So uh, let me just put my name on the screen here like Croc did. There we go. Uh, so everybody knows who they're looking at, who they're talking with here on Locked On 49ers. We're going live. Draft day. Third round is uh, where are we at here? I got to double check because the 49ers might jump back up on the clock while we're not even paying attention. Uh, we've got... Pick 90 now, the Dallas Cowboys, 27th in the round. So the Niners coming up here within 10 more picks, and they'll have pick 99. Then they'll pick again at pick 101. And still a lot of good players for the 49ers. And in fact, um, I think my three projected third-round picks earlier was Jair Brown, Blake Freeland, and Isaiah McGuire. 
all three still in play for the 49ers here. Well, one of them for sure in play because he actually is a 49er, and that is Penn State safety Jair Brown. I really like the pick. I, I like the pick. I like the player, and I like the 49ers were aggressive to find themselves what they fully believe, I'm sure, is a starting free safety to pair long-term with Talanoa Hufanga, even if Jair Brown this year is just sort of a, a reserve safety, a third safety, while Tashawn Gibson, you know, finishes his one-year contract with the San Francisco 49ers, and then you know, perfect, perfect turnover there to uh, to hand it over to the young guy after he gets his feet wet in the NFL. Because look, look, let's be honest here, we're going to get excited because these are the first picks that the 49ers have made in this draft, but it's not like these are first-round picks, so we can't expect all these guys just to be superstars and starters right out of the gate. Right. You know, the 49ers have done so well with some of their their picks in recent history, especially in the mid-rounds and that fifth-round range. Welcome back, Croc, by the way. Uh, thank you. I, I, my laptop was about to die. I had to switch okay. the camera. But uh, I do wish that Jair Brown showed uh, just had, on paper, a little more speed. Mm-hmm. And I think watching his film, and I'm, and I'm watching it right now, so you're getting kind of a live analysis on what I think. And I think he plays around 4-6. Okay. You and, think he, he's legit 4-6? I thought he played a little faster. I mean, he's clearly not a blazer, like, running 4-4s, four 4-3s. Four but He clicks uh, and closes. Like, yeah. I just saw him. Well, he identifies something, and he can see it. I think he plays well with his eyes. And he fired down, boom, banged the guy, like, hit him hard. Uh, on a crossing route coming from across the field. He identified it, saw it, drove down on it real quick. So he plays fast from that standpoint. But when I watch him kind of out in space, that's when I can see, you know, not the most twitched up uh, and not not the most fastest when it's like, oh, okay, I got to turn and run. You know, can he be that guy? So I start to think of where the 49ers utilize him. And maybe that is kind of like a little bit more of what we saw from Gibson this past year. Again, Gibson's a, a, a ball hawk. He's a guy that what yeah. we see 32 career interceptions. It's crazy. He was everywhere. Every time he needed to be somewhere, he was there. Yeah. And especially when you're watching the broadcast tape, because that's what's funny when when safeties and if you're watching just the broadcast in the game, you know, the safeties a lot of times aren't in the screen and you see a ball go in the air and you're like anticipating what's going to happen right now. Deshaun Gibson's right there. Cool. You know, and, and and so I think there's some uh, some similarities with Jair Brown's game and Deshaun Gibson's game. And look, what what do you think Deshaun Gibson would run right now? Right, that's what I'm saying. So it looked like Gibson, but Gibson in his prime. Gibson to tell you why I am old. Like, what was I in my prime? I wonder what Gibson was coming out. I don't remember him in the draft process in ten years ago. You know, yeah, Chicago Bears draft pick, right? Fourth rounder, maybe. This is almost identical to Jair Brown. (laughs) Exact same height, five eleven and three eighths. Exactly. Wow. Uh, at 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 Jair Brown's pro day, two hundred six pounds. That was exactly Tayshawn Gibson's weight: five eleven, three eighths, two hundred six pounds, four six one for Tayshawn Gibson at the combine. Is four six five for Jair Brown? It was four five eight at his pro day. At his pro day, it was thirty five and a half inch vertical for both guys, and for Tayshawn Gibson, it was ten two broad jump, and for Jair Brown at his pro day, broad jump ten four. So almost they are the same person. Height weight speed. Okay, they're the same person. And they kind of look. And I'm watching them get out in space. I just watched him uh, chop down the tight end in, in the open field. I kind of, I, I, listen, is it, is it the, 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 the flashiest film I've seen? I wouldn't quite say that. 
But this is what I will say, 49er fans, what you're kind of getting. What I see so far, again, I'm just kind of into the film a, a, a little bit. I see a very active safety. Uh, has I have not seen him take a playoff. Uh, they use him in multiple ways, whether it's single high, too high, in the box. They've done some inverted stuff with him as well, dropping down into coverage. Uh, he definitely looks to uh, trust his eyes. I think he trusts his eyes and what he's seeing and, he's, and his clicking close has been impressive. Uh, I don't think he's the fastest guy, but again, 4.65 at the combine, 4.58 at his pro day. Overall, I don't see a bad football player. Like, I haven't seen, because you know me, I'll tell you, like, uh, I don't really care. You know, I don't care for this Peacock, right? Or even like Hufunga, it was like, uh, feels like kind of a step slow, but if he can play mentally faster, okay, he, he'll be all right. Uh, but does, I haven't even gotten that from Brown. Does yet. Brown does Brown play faster than on tape on the college tape than Hufanga did at USC? In your opinion, it, it, it feels I feel like I see him in more space than Hufanga. Like Hufanga, they would have him almost like a wheel linebacker. So then it was it was very clear if somebody like beat him around the corner, like the edge, you could just see like ah, just half a step slow, right? Like oh, he's right there. But I haven't really seen uh, Brown in that type of position. But I just watched him play man on the tight end. Look good. Look good. Play. That's not a tight end. That's uh Ibuka or whatever. The number two. They're, they're like he's supposed to be a like a top pick next year or whatever. They got another top pick too. Oh yeah, next year. Yeah, they're they're bro. What? So they got another... Harrison and Jackson Smith and Jigwa and another guy. Yeah, number two Ibuka or whatever his name is. So here's a quote from an NFL scout about Jair Brown. He said, quote, I wish all our guys practice like this dude would make my job a lot easier. Well, what, what, okay, so what did I just say about uh, not taking plays off? Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I identified, just watching how I move. Because there's some guys, so we call it loafs. All right? You get, you get a loaf. For, so first of all, for those of you who don't know, uh, and my coaches that are here in the chat right now, you, you guys might have heard this term, but. You get a loaf. I don't even know what it stands for. But essentially, it's yeah, when you kind of take a like play off or kind of lollygag uh, and don't. Yeah. You're not, like, running to the ball. You get a negative. And they um, – every level I've been at, well, college, NFL for sure. NFL, you get graded every single practice. And it's just a plus and a minus. And it's, did you do your job? <laughs> did you not do your job? And if you did do your job, you got a minus. And you don't want the loaf. You do not want that loaf on paper. So, so far, if you're kind of joining us late, uh, appreciate you guys joining us. We're kind of talking, and 49ers are up to picking. Uh, they got a few few spots left, but we're, we're, we're talking about safety, Jair Brown, and kind of what he brings to the 49ers. I'm actually watching film on them right now. Peacock, Peacock had already done his film study on them and, and really liked them. Uh, Peacock talked about him playing a, a, a lot like our guy Talanoa Hufunga. Yeah, and just maybe like being a little of, bit more athletic version of it. Yeah, like a, the free safety version where, you know, a, a little bit better athlete than Hufanga was. And I'm, I'm referencing not so much the pro Hufanga, but the, the college tape Hufanga that I watch. And um, it clearly instinctive player, always around the football, you know, comes downhill, makes plays, will hit you. He's physical, doesn't play t- take plays off. And when the ball's in the air, he makes plays on it. And he's in the right place at the right time, like way too often. And so I'm going to watch some more tape on Jair Brown. But when I originally watched him, which was because uh, because I saw that the 49ers had met with him at the at the 
at a, with a 30 visit, uh, I was surprised because I thought yeah, it was it was better tape than I thought because of his average athletic testing numbers. He's instinctive is a really good word to use for what I'm watching right now. Now he just got pancake. They did like a power. Uh, it's like a power formation. They brought in all the big guys and he, he went in there, he threw his body around in there with the big dogs. He got tossed out the club though. Uh, we're to pick 95. Now the Bengals. So we're about four or five picks away here from the 49ers selecting again at pick 99. Then they will be up again at one Oh one. Uh, I like this though. You know, it was tough croc watching all these teams make picks, watching the Seattle Seahawks make so many selections, you know, watching all these teams get better and the 49ers don't have a, a pick, but it's kind of nice to have all these picks in a row now. So we get to, we get a lot of action after a lot of waiting. So shout out to all the 49ers fans that have been locked into the NFL draft, waiting to be the last team to make their first pick in this draft. They finally did it at 87 with Jair Brown have two more coming very soon at 99 and one Oh one. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app multiple times. We had a lot of fun playing against each other as hosts across the network with Ultimate Football GM. And draft time is the perfect time. You know, if you get that bug and you ever thought you could make picks better than a GM, you could become a GM and, and build your own football team. Build that NFL dynasty. Well, Ultimate Football GM is the game for you. With Ultimate Football GM, you are responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators. Run the scheme you want on offense and defense, and then build the personnel around that scheme. Manage all the financial aspects of your team, including negotiating player salaries and terms. Navigating your franchise through free agency. Of course, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues that pop up, all the ups and downs over the course of a season. All in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go when and where you want to. And Locked On 49ers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check out the game today. Go to ultimate-gm.com or check it out on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Here we go. The pick is in. Are you ready for it, Croc? I'm ready for it. It is Michigan place kicker Jake Moody to the San Francisco 49ers at pick number 99 overall. No, you're joking. I swear to God. For real? I'm not lying. That was the pick. No way. It was the kicker, Jake Moody out of Michigan. 99. The 49ers do not. The 49ers do not. Let those needs go by when they've got a starting spot that is open. We saw it with punter a few years ago in the fourth. Now we're seeing it again with a kicker in the late <laughs> third round, number 99. Jake Moody, the best kicker in the draft, going to the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, so, I mean, there's no way to spin it. I mean, now you liked it more than drafting a kicker in the fourth round. I think a kicker in the third round is better than a punter in the fourth round because he puts points on the board. It makes a bigger difference to your football team if you have a a an awful kicker versus a good kicker based or versus a you know replacement level punter versus a, a good punter. It's kicker makes a bigger difference than punter. So, so clearly right now that said, I do first, not love this pick. No, the 49ers with their first two picks are trying to bolster up their uh, special teams unit. The chat is going crazy right now, <laughs> and nobody is happy. I want to see the one person. That loves this pick right now. No, I mean, obviously, nobody's ever going to be super happy about a kicker this high. How good is he? I do hear that he's good, but 
I feel like every time I see, I mean, outside of like Sebastian Janikowski being drafted first round by the Raiders, anytime I see a kicker go high, which for me, anything before the fifth round is high for a kicker. But anytime I see a kicker go high, second round, third round, they get to the NFL and forget how to kick. That's what it feels like. The track record for kickers is awful, Crocker. The, the track record for kickers is awful. And a lot of times kickers don't hit their stride until they're in their thirties. So who's the, like who's behind the analytics that said, okay, no, it, it is a good job to, it's a, it's a good idea to take this guy here. Rico says money moody. We got somebody that at least has a, a good nickname for him. Is that his nickname? I don't know what they call him over there at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh can coach him up some special teams. See that that's, so this is what, my, my thing with just draft value and draft overall, like kicker, kicker's a little bit different because it can really impact the game. Ask the Cowboys how important the kicker was, right? In that was, but, but Peacock it didn't end up you mattering. Can't use that example. Like Why? we've never seen a kicker just miss five straight extra points. Oh, we see it all the time. What about uh, what about Scott Norwood? The Buffalo Bills would have Lombardi's in their closet if it wasn't for Scott Norwood. I, I have seen, whether it's Mayoko, I, I have seen people mention Moody to the 49ers in the third, whether it's uh, other content creators or fans, whatever it is. But I just always kind of just like, okay, you know, I get it. Okay, you know, you, you lost Robbie Gold. And I thought the world of Robbie Gold, I did. But I don't. To me, to me, special teams, you just don't even stack them on your board until day three. And you put them up there and you say, okay, now if we right. need special teams, let's talk about these guys. And then when it, when it comes to punter, I'm like, okay, seventh round, undrafted free agent, let's talk about those guys now. Um, but when it comes to kickers, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to evaluate a kicker. And like, I, I didn't scout the kickers. I, I wouldn't even begin to scout the kickers. Universally, Moody was thought of as the best kicker in this draft. And I tried to tell people before the draft, don't be shocked if it's a, a third round pick. And and but I put. Did, but you say kind of was that like half heartedly? Like, okay, I'm like, kind of no. joking, but not you're like that serious. You've seen this? How how could you watch the 49ers go into a draft without a punter? Take the first punter at the beginning of the fourth round, and not think that they could take a kicker in the third round. You have not, have you not been paying attention to this regime, Croc? But I knew it was for sure possible, and that was that was one hundred percent honesty. So when it happened, but you knew you you kind of chuckled a little bit as you were telling me who they drafted. Yeah, because I knew what the response was going to be. <laughs> By the way, the Niners are coming up again here. They got another pick. The Raiders are picking now, and then the Niners are back on the clock at 101. And actually, I, I got to credit John Lynch on this one. Uh, he's 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 been coached up. He's he's worked in the media before. He's a smart guy. Genius on his part not, the, not to end the day with the kicker pick so people will be talking about another draft pick after they've already done the kicker, and they're going to take another player right here at 101. That's a great way to spin it. Right, because we're now okay. We're going to move off of the Moody pick. I, I guess it's who would you have taken, and is it easy to say Blake Freeland, Blake Freeland, or or the edge rusher that you like? Uh, Isaiah McGuire, yeah. And McGuire. so both of them still on the board. Trey Tucker, wide receiver from Cincinnati, selected at one hundred by the Raiders. So Niners back on the clock, going to make the pick here. Blake Freeland, uh, Isaiah McGuire, my two favorites that are on the board for the 49ers still in play at one hundred one. 
I, I will say this, and I think a lot, of, and I see the chat, and it's like, oh, you got to go off to tackle. And I know we're looking at these guys, but in this area, you don't go, you don't go for need. I just don't think you do. So I think a lot of people think, oh, you need a, you need offensive tackle, you need edge. You just take the best play on your board. And I guess if it's a kicker, <laughs> I probably would have done that. But all right, I get it. And they don't have a fourth round pick, and I think that kind of changes things too. With if they knew, okay, we want to come out of here with this kicker Moody, but we don't have a fourth round pick, so we just have to kind of take them in the third round. That's me kind of justifying it for them, <laughs> not something that I'm excited to actually say out loud you asked me earlier in the live stream croc um about drafting for need and, and it was like if it's even close at all and like you have somebody who's a more valuable person you can't draft for need you have to draft the best player available uh, unless the need is a tiebreaker so did they think he's such a great kicker probably not like the, you know their overall board wouldn't have had a kicker this high if they didn't need a kicker if they didn't just lose robbie gold Right. So they definitely drafted for need here. Today's episode of Locked Off 49ers is brought to you by Built Bar. You got to try Built Bar. Built is the best pro tasting protein bar ever. No joke. And when you're reaching for that snack, you want something that tastes good, right? Well, Built's got you covered there. But you don't want all the sugar and calories. Well, there you go. And, of course, you need that protein for your for your body, everybody that, that gets with a nutritionist and you see what you need to eat on a daily basis. You got to avoid the sugar. You got to avoid the calories, but you need a lot of protein in your diet and built hits all of those hundred percent. Real chocolate is covering most built bars too, which really sets it off as this healthy and amazing tasting snack. So you really feel like you are getting a delicious snack and you are with built bars and built puffs. Only 130 calories in most Built Bars, only 4 grams of sugar in most, most Built Bars with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And not only can you find all the varieties and flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream, and the newest peanut butter puff at Built Bar at Built.com, but you can also find them on your local store shelves at Walmart and Sam's Club. In the pharmacy section of Walmart, 4-bar boxes, and in Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of hit flavors brownie batter puff, and churro puff, and then you can thank us later. And, of course, find all the flavors and varieties at Built.com. Cameron Latou, tight end from Alabama. Here we go. This is one of Croc's guys. Cameron Latou, tight end from Alabama, is the selection for the San Francisco 49ers at pick number 101. Uh, I liked this Cameron Latou tape, Croc. The one thing that I didn't think the Niners would like about it, which made me feel like he would probably be more of a fifth-round pick than a third-round pick, was – he wasn't nasty as a blocker. Yeah. Yeah, I think we both saw that, right? As a as a pass catcher, he was very fluid, a really good mover out in space. Uh, you know, undersized, you, from a weight standpoint, you look at his height, weight, everything. He's over six foot four, but 242 pounds. So he's not the biggest of guys. He's more of a pure pass catching tight end and almost kind of reminiscent of uh, a little bit closer to our Ross Dwelly. And I feel like that's why Ross Dwelly isn't always on the field. Like that, like that's why you have a Tyler Croft in, or that's why you have uh, Charlie Warner in over a guy like him who's been here. I mean, how long has he been with the 49ers? So uh, I think it gives you some of that. I, I did like him as an inline blocker. I think he at least tried, but he just wasn't that physical guy. But the 49ers are looking for like just a, hey, you can kind of get open in space and be a legit pass catcher. It did feel like he was that type of guy. Okay, Croc. 
What are your thoughts? Three picks. They spent a couple more picks, so they've spent five total picks already because they used three of those selections, uh, a fifth rounder and a seventh, to move up to 87 to get Jair Brown at 87. They drafted kicker out of Michigan, Jake Moody at 99, and then Cameron Latou, the tight end from Alabama at 101. How do you feel about this draft so far for the San Francisco 49ers with, what, uh, at least six more picks to go? I think for them, they did well. And, and what I mean by that is, again, we went in this, and right before you came back on, I talked about how 49ers potentially could draft a safety. And I, I said uh, Robinson out of Florida State, but a guy that can potentially take over for Gibson when he's no longer here. He, there's one year left on his contract. He's going to be out of there. Really outside of that, you got some special teams guy, but you got to get a safety in there. So they went and did that. Now, would I have maybe gotten another safety, a different guy? Maybe. But if, like you said, if they've identified this guy as a gold helmet guy, you talk about the, the remarks from the scout, sounded great. Sounded great. I watched the film. It doesn't, like, it's not splashy, but, and again, when I say watch the film, I mean, I've been watching it while we're on here with y'all. He looks like a solid pick, a guy that long-term, you, you, you'll be solid there right now, special teamer. Then you go and get the kicker. I have harped on the importance of Robbie Gold. I would have paid Robbie Gold whatever to come back because every time he stepped on the field, I felt so comfortable with him going in the kick. No matter the conditions, no matter the moment, I'm like, Robbie Gold's walking on the field, is going in. So if you feel like you're going to get that with Moody, cool. I would not have drafted a kicker right here. I just wouldn't have. I would have waited an undrafted guy. Now, maybe I don't have that same security, but – I understand why they did it because it's like, well, crap, we want a good kicker and this is the best kicker available. All right, whatever. I just wouldn't have done it. And then you go with Latou. I do like the Latou pick because, again, I'm talking about having a legit plan for a guy. And I we talked up earlier about tight end two with uh, Washington. Obviously, they didn't go get him, but you go and get Latou. And if you feel like that's your legit tight end two opposite George Kittle, I like it. So none of these guys is not splashy moves or a guy that – I think you feel like he's going to step in day one and be a starter, but all three of these guys will step in day one and contribute. And I think for the 49ers, getting contributors in the third round is probably more your angle as opposed to finding a legit starter, which usually those guys are going in the first couple rounds. I wonder what the 49ers will say about the the potential of Cameron Latou as a standalone Y tight end and him as a blocker because one of the reasons I liked Davis Allen from Clemson a little bit more than Cameron Latou for the 49ers was because I wanted a more of an inline tight end to be the number two so George Kittle could be the move guy and be featured as a receiver when they go two tight ends you know I want I want Kittle to be freed up I don't want Kittle to have to be the the blocker inline guy and they bring in another tight end to be the move guy and 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 get more targets in the passing game. And then if Kittle gets hurt, is Cameron Latou going to be that number one tight end who can can do everything that Kittle can do? So uh, those are the questions I have with with Latou. I don't think it was amazing value. I did like the the tape for Cameron Latou though, and I think he was a nice smooth athlete and can absolutely get open and make plays. And you can move him around, do some H back stuff with him too. So from that aspect, I really liked it. I mean, I'm never going to give a kicker in the third round a high grade. I think people know that about me. By now, but who knows? Jake Moody, there's going to be busts in this draft, and Jake Moody might be a 49er in 10 years and made a lot of big kicks, right? And he was the best kicker in this draft. And so from that standpoint, it could end up being a valuable pick in the in the grand scheme of things, much like 
Mitch Wisnowski, which I hated the pick at the time, fourth round pick on a punter. And I thought replacement level wasn't going to be much different than what Mitch Wisnowski has given the 49ers, which is true. Uh, but he's been a good kicker. Last year was his best year. Last year was his best year. Top half of the league, at least before he's been kind of middle of the road punter. And, uh, you know, he can't really handle kickoffs, which I didn't love. That You've got a leg. You should be able to handle kickoffs. Moody can obviously handle kickoffs now for the 49ers, but he's still got to compete for that job with Zane Gonzalez, who's in-house. And I'm sure Moody with the third-round pick is going to win that job. But Mushnowski got into a second contract, and there are players that were drafted around the same area that haven't given you the value of Mitch Wisnowski as a, as a punter. So, right. you know, if he sticks and he's a really good kicker for a long time, it'll end up being an okay pick, but it's really hard to be like, yes, that was an amazing selection and in the top 100 to draft a kicker. I think, you know, if you're a fan and, you know, obviously we have you know 500 people watching right now, hit the like button and subscribe button. The thing that you can be excited about is for a team that has legit rosters. I mean, where did y'all, I guess I'm asking y'all this question now, but, what do y'all think? Like, all right, if we draft this guy, he's gonna come on, come in on this roster and start right now, right? I mean, I don't think we're thinking that you're getting that guy this late, right before the fourth round, right? So, at the very least, even if you're not excited about the actual picks, which, the you know the kick, whatever, these guys will all contribute. Like, I feel like they got drafted to contribute, and they were never gonna keep all eleven draft picks. Um, they were going to move some around. Uh, it's going to be hard for anybody to really make this roster, but those three guys will be on the roster and they will be able to contribute. All three of them. I have no doubt about that. Scott says hit rate on drafting kickers is probably higher than any other position. Scott, you might be disappointed when you saw the hit rate on kickers. It is not great. I don't know if I can find it today, but we'll we'll talk about it on other podcasts and we're going to break down all these prospects super deep, get into the tape. We're going to watch more games. Croc, have you watched only the Ohio State Kind of on the side while we're doing this, Ohio, uh, Jair yes. Brown versus Ohio. I have State. another game. No, hold on. I'll tell you what other game I have. So I'm I'm like halfway through that one. This is like a lot of plays, and then I have uh, them versus Purdue. And I would I would say that Ohio State's probably his biggest challenge, right, on his schedule at Penn State. Yeah, Ohio State. So seeing some other games against some other opponents, Michigan. Michigan. They, they do a lot of stuff. Where, you might find a game where it's like, okay, you're not going against the the quarterback who's drafted number two overall with the wide receivers drafted 20th overall with another wide receiver who's going to be drafted top five next year. Uh, he might look even better against some of these other teams. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what your deep dive of Jair Brown turns up, which uh, we'll, of course, be talking about on future episodes of Locked On 49ers next week, getting deeper into all the prospects. We got a lot more picks for the 49ers coming up tomorrow. They still have two fifth-rounders and three seventh-rounders, and a sixth-rounder. So six picks still for the 49ers, and who knows? They might move around again tomorrow. I can't wait. You're the DB expert, Croc. We're going to get deeper into the tape on all of these prospects that the 49ers drafted here in the third round. Jair Brown, Jake Moody. Uh, I don't even know how to break down tape for a kicker, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, Cameron Latou tied in from Alabama, and then, of course, the rest of the draft picks the 49ers have in rounds five, six, and seven. And who knows? Maybe they even creep into round four as well. So Croc and I back tomorrow live to break down the 49ers draft and we'll continue to break down all of the 49ers draft picks in future episodes of Locked On 49ers. We had a ton of people jumping into the live chat. Uh, super active and fun. So I appreciate all of you jumping in and, and talking draft with us. And that conversation will not end. Make sure you are subscribed to Locked On 49ers. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the no notification bell so you know when we go live tomorrow and in future episodes Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.